That light back a beaming, bro. Lighter, the light of Jesus. I'm trying to wait. Let me try this. Okay, this might work. There you go. Just getting a little B-roll right now. All good, bro. Want them to, you know, they don't ever can get to see my ball head. I'm trying to get it in there, bro. Jeez. No, I don't want to be one of them guys hiding his head forever. Like, look, look at the dome. Look at the say, dome, man. baby. I forgot to tell oh, no, you, I, I broke my fucking chair two days ago. Or oh, one I thought you were going to say a body part. <laughs> it's a damn. No, bro. no, no. <laughs> I would have told y'all about that. If I, I, yeah, oh, you see my truck right there. Oh, look at my little truck back there. Nice, 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 nice. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> Gotta see the cranium, bro. Premiere of the dome. You're a fucking idiot. Okay, let's do this. <laughs> All right, cool. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to episode 120 of the Super Weapon Podcast, the most overpowered podcast on the internet. It's your boy, Darius the Artist. And as always, I got my co host, DC, here with me today. Yes, sir. This your boy, DC, the bridge builder, wall destroyer. And today, Hey, we are back, and can you hear it? Can y'all hear it? Crispy. Oh, we back, man. Crispy. Took a, took a nice little break, um, work on some stuff behind the scenes, and just because, you know, there really wasn't a lot going on in the industry, man, so we, you know, felt like it was best to just take some time off, recalibrate, recharge the batteries, and boy, what a week it has been since we haven't been here. Seems um, like every time we take a break, man. It does, I mean, man. We decided to kind of cool out a little bit. The news gets a little crazy, right? Yeah, man. Like, I was really just expecting to talk mostly about Gamescom this week. Um, but we're going to save that discussion for next week, most likely, um, because the topics we have today are probably going to take up majority of the podcast. Um, we got a little bit of content creator news and some price hikes from a certain hardware developer that we're going to get into, man. But... Let's go ahead and jump into these topics, man, because I'm actually pretty excited to talk about these things today. So for those of you guys who don't know, I know some of our audience are content creators, but for those of you who are just listeners or might view, just be viewers and content creators, man, Twitch had dropped another bombshell this past week by announcing that they are recanting their exclusivity deals for streamers to stream on or make live content on other platforms. However... There are some caveats to this story, as there always is. It's not always sunshines and rainbows with this news, but I think this was a good move. And, you know, let me be specific. Sorry, because, you know, I got I got to catch myself when I'm talking about this, because I was reading up on it the last couple of days. And there's just so many different angles to look at this um, that I don't think a lot of people were. You know, as usual, you know, I see people on social media just over over Jump. the over the moon jumping the gun going back jumping and out forth. the window jumping out the window usual. with this news but i think this is actually a pretty huge deal when it comes to live stream content creation um so the change is the change is going to be affecting partner streamers on twitch so affiliate streamers you already had you you didn't you know affiliate streamers don't have an exclusivity deal for simulcasting or co-streaming content to other live streaming platforms. So think of your your YouTubes, your Facebooks, TikToks, um, where you would mostly see people making their content or moving their content to other platforms. But this was, this was honestly, I think this was pretty unexpected for me. Um, I never thought Twitch would actually take a step in, I, I'll say this, I think it's a step in the right direction that I never thought Twitch would take. 
but looking at the current landscape of content creation and how everything is changing for content creators as a whole, I think it's good that Twitch is starting to trying to trying to get ahead of the curve of the competition that they have with other platforms. Um, but this and this, of course, does not apply to streamers who are under contract with Twitch. So your your top, you know, zero point one percent, your Nick Merckx, your your, you know, I can't even say Tim the Tatman anymore. He's not on the platform. But those those really really big content creators who got paid to actually keep all their content exclusive. This does not apply to them for obvious reasons. Um, or they may not be obvious to you, you guys. I mean, you know, if you sign up multi-million dollar contract, the company's gonna wanna have a say to your media rights and what you can do with them. So um, before we jump in like deep into this, cause there's a, you know, a couple of different points I do wanna talk about, man. I just kinda wanted to hear your thoughts about this change. And, um, you know, I know you're, you, you know, you yourself, uh, DC is a content creator, guys, be on the lookout real soon for that. Uh, but, you know, how do you kinda feel about this news, man? And, and you know, you know, do you think this is going to change the way people make content on Twitch, off Twitch, or do you think it doesn't really matter? Uh, I'm going to be that guy today, right? I'll tear it apart, man. I'm Let's gonna go. Be, I'm going to be that guy today and think, I'm going to say this. Twitch may be just a tad bit, just a tad bit behind the curve on this and i'm going to explain why i feel this way twitch should have been done um they should have been done some of these things in my honest opinion they should have got ahead of the curve because i think they're noticing and i i truly believe that they do have people who just roam around twitch to kind of see how things are going kind of see what's moving what's shaking because if you noticed and we noticed this because we talked about this quite a few times how a good majority of twitch content um creators were having this migration to youtube it, it's it's a known thing like you can see it a lot of people are doing split streams and you know, because discoverability has always been an issue with Twitch, within Twitch and the Twitch community. And a lot of people feel like Twitch have been Twitch hasn't been making the greatest of moves when it comes to the care of its people that use the platform. The people that use the platform, you know, a lot of people feel like they kind of had this negative connotation like you know twitch really don't care so you've seen a lot of streamers i've seen streamers i know i know personally you know the guys that i watch who all of a sudden popped up with youtube and tiktok content mm -hmm. like a lot of people are using tiktok to promote their twitch and they have people coming from tiktok to watch them on stream it's actually been a very good thing because i know a lot of people are gaining a lot of twitch followers and subs and stuff from tiktok youtube is a monster within itself youtube is good for keeping your stuff um present because you can you can create clips and stuff that'll last forever you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. it's all it's a good promotion tool so people have been looking outside of twitch to grow 
and i think twitch is starting to see that and they're trying to kind of i don't know it just feels it feels disingenuine a little bit to me it's like you know you shouldn't have had to wait to this moment because they know like like i said man you can go to any streamers page right now right and if you watch their stream or anything i guarantee you i guarantee you it's connected to a youtube or tiktok or something if, and they'll if, tell you they'll tell you smart about it yeah if they're if they're actually paying attention to that stuff yeah i, agree I think uh, i think a lot of people are wising up that's just me like because i like i said i'm on twitch all the time just looking up stuff looking at people looking at different shows and whatever people want to do because like i don't just watch like games i branch off into some of the categories that don't get that much love you know what i'm saying some of the art categories and sure just testing the waters i just like to see what people are up to just to check the temperature in the room and yeah man everyone at least 90%, I'll say at least 90% of everyone that I come across has multiple avenues of content. And I feel like Twitch wanted to kind of show that they can do a good deed to kind of get back into people's good graces. But it's just like, I'm cool with that. I'm cool. I don't want to sound like too pessimistic. I'm cool with that. But I also would like them to kind of be forward thinking. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, think about what you can do next. Now that y'all have done that, you know, think about what's next. Think about growth. Because the biggest problem with Twitch is growth. Like, that's the biggest thing. Like, it's it's so hard to grow on Twitch now that, you know, especially, you know, one thing that I noticed too, because uh, TikTok also have uh, the ability to go live now. Yes. TikTok so, is definitely... I'll say this much. I think that, and TikTok is definitely going to be a big point that I wanted to hit on today. So I'm glad you actually brought it up. TikTok and non-gaming oh, yeah. content. Um, you know, from what I've seen and from like the research I've been doing, TikTok is actually, I think in the next couple of years is going to surpass Twitch as far as like non-gaming live content. And, t mm -hmm. and TikTok is such an interesting beast, man, because there's, there's multiple ang angles to consider with TikTok right now, um, especially with everything that's been going on with the Department of Justice and TikTok. You know, there's been rumors and stuff swirling around that TikTok might get banned in the U.S. just based off of the amount of data. For those of you who don't know, you know, they're pretty much giving your data away for free uh, to everyone across the world. So, um, but I, I personally don't think TikTok's going to get banned, but you know, I kind of I kind of look at this at a few different ways. Right. Like, you know, and, and, you know, first things first, you know, a couple of those caveats. Right. So partner streamers, you know, still have to wait. As far as I know, they still have to wait 24 hours before they post any of their live content to other platforms. So like VODs, uh, I think clips and highlights and stuff like that fall under that category. Um, obviously, you know, there's different partner streamers of all different shapes and sizes. Um, so these rules are probably enforced a little bit more stringently on the upper echelon of those partner streamers. Um, I just, I think it's really interesting when you look at the landscape, landscape of content creation and media rights, because this is really what, in my mind, that's what this is really all about. Like the, the, the right to, to use your, your likeness, your, your, your image and, 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 and stuff like that, use it on their platform and for their own advertising and broadcasting needs. And, you know, Twitch, in my opinion, right now, their their biggest issue 
as it stands is you just just like you said discoverability um other platforms have really great discoverability whereas twitches has been pretty much the same the entire time since its inception um you know they've they've done different things here and there like introducing tags and the way you can sort through directories and you know just just small in my opinion small steps in the right direction to to really kind of help lift up that that unknown streamer or that growing streamer to try to help them try to help you grow as much as you can but with where content creation is right now i think it's under pretty pretty much universally understood that you stick in a one platform you know you're you're almost ne like the chances are probably less than 0.1% that you'll ever get discovered the way you want to cuz you know i like to think that most people not all but most people who are making content are streaming would like to make some sort of career out of this so that's the angle i'm looking at it like i'm looking at it from not the angle of you know the dad who streams once a month or you know once every two weeks just to play with his friends just because you know but you know twitch is twitch is really i think in this in this really they're on this really interesting path where they're trying to head off the competition as it stands right um mm -hmm. you know because like i said the thing that you cannot do you still cannot simulcast or you know restream your content to other platforms simultaneously so you can't do Twitch and YouTube at the same time. You can't do Twitch and Facebook at the same time. Um, Instagram Live, let's just be honest, this is a joke. It's not really a threat to Twitch, um, but TikTok is because the amount of user acquisition and discoverability, like the algorithm on TikTok is really interesting to me. Um, and I've been kind of messing around with it a little bit, just posting like little funny clips here and there, not even like gaming related stuff. I've just been posting like just random clips and stuff like trending stuff just to see what it would do. And it's really interesting to see how it pushes content to people based off of this, you know, the trends, hashtags, and, you know, I think mm -hmm. TikTok really has it down. Algorithms yeah. are crazy on TikTok. Mm -hmm. The algorithms on YouTube and, and TikTok are, I think, are far, far better than what Twitch has currently. And I'm not sure if that's a product of, you know, I would really be curious to know, because this was the problem on Mixer, in my opinion there were as many as many users as there were on the platform of mixer there were streamers and what i mean by that is for every let's say for like every three people on mixer and this is just an example not a hard fact but every three people on mixer two of them were streamers so that pulls down the list of people a list of viewers that you could potentially come across or people who are looking mm -hmm. to watch streams I'm curious if now after, I don't even want to say post pandemic, but um, post lockdown, let me say that post lockdown, if Twitch is kind of having that issue right now, because, you know, we know there's millions of people per month streaming on Twitch. I'm curious if that is causing a problem for of discoverability for the platform itself, because you you look at platforms like TikTok and YouTube, they have a plethora of other kinds of content that you can watch. But the biggest mm -hmm. thing on Twitch, I mean, Twitch is still the best place to stream games live. It is, you know, you can, you can dispute that. You can try oh. to dispute it all you want. It is, it is the number one place to stream video games. It still is. But you look at the directories, you know, IRL content has outstripped that and it has for a while now. It's usually the number one directory on Twitch any given day of the week. And I'm curious if that has become part of the problem is that 
people just look at when people hear live streaming they they think of gaming first i mean as you should because that's really how live streaming took off in this space was gaming but you know i you know and i and i encourage people to kind of like try to take a try to take stock of your brand because what's happening right now in the industry and when i say the industry i mean like the media industry so and it's, it's mm -hmm. something that's really interesting that I was kind of listening to uh, just to get off topic a little bit. I was listening to uh, sports radio yesterday. And um, I'm not sure if you're like, you know, in the know with all the stuff that's been going on with college football and the NIL deals or the name likeness and image deals where they, they're essentially paying players money now in college football. The thing that they've been fighting mm -hmm. for years and it's kind of like the Wild West now, but I, I kind of look at that situation, something similar to media rights and stuff that's been going on with uh, content creation. You you have these certain, you know, you have these certain platforms and companies fighting for advertising space, fighting for ad dollars, you know, giving ad dollars out to places that they think will make money. I mean, you, you know, Call of Duty, you know, the Call of Duty League is streamed exclusively on YouTube. They're, you know, they have a media rights deal with YouTube. Uh, the Overwatch League, I think, is exclusive to Twitch. You know, just things like that. You know, I think streamers and content creators, you should look at yourself in that vein that you are, you you are a brand. And and when I say that, I mean like outside of just gaming, what do you do? You know, or I if you don't know, you need to start figuring that out. Right. You need to you I'm need to really take stock of that because I think people who are just streaming games now, you're, you're only it. you're only gonna ever get. There's only so much, there's a ceiling to that. I think there's a, there, there's a ceiling to that. I mean, once again, take a look at the, the, the largest content creators in the space. Nick Merckx, Tim the Tatman, all these guys are, are org owners, part org owners to phase, to complexity. They're throwing their own events. You know, they're, they're, they're having meetups with their, with their communities. They're, they're doing all this stuff to kind of subplant, you know, what people know them for. And the thing that I don't like that Twitch has done with this this particular part of the deal is they're trying to dictate how you interact with your community or trying to tell you how you can, how you should run your community by telling you, you can't stream on these platforms. You can't, you know, we don't want you over here. We want you only, we only want you live streaming here. We don't care about short form content. YouTube and TikTok has that on lock. There's no way in my mind, would I be surprised if Twitch introduces some sort of short form clip feature? No. Do I think it will succeed outside of gaming? I was just about to say that. No. I was going to say that because I, what I wanted to ask you or the question I wanted to pose to you is and you and you beat me to it because I was going to say think about it like this, right? My mom knows what YouTube is, right? Yep. My mom even knows what TikTok is. Yep. And I bet Older you she watches short form content too. She probably. Yeah, my father, I was just about to say that. My father actually, he gets lost in TikTok. Like he loves like dog videos mm -hmm. and stuff like that. So basically what I'm getting at here is, you know, TikTok reaches a big range of people. It does. YouTube been around for years. It's a, it's a household name. It reaches a big, big thing of uh, a big range of people. Now with my parents, this is an example, right? With my parents, when I said, like I remember a while ago, I was like, yo, come check us out. We're streaming on Twitch. First response, 
what is Twitch? Mm -hmm. They didn't understand it. They didn't get it, right? A lot of people, my brother, he's younger. Now I took my parents who are older, took my brother. My brother is about five years older than me, right? Mm -hmm. Twitch, this is back way back when. Bro, what the hell is that? What is a Twitch? There's people like younger than me. Don't know what Twitch is. And I, I, I say that to say this, when you said add like short uh, turn, like short clips, mm -hmm. I feel like Twitch is gonna have to figure out how to be known for more than just game streaming. You know what I'm saying? They're gonna have to find a way to kind of get their get their face in front of more people instead of a just a small group of like gamers, like you said, um, with uh, IRL streams and stuff. Um, non, I I I like to say I I try to say non gaming content because that could, in my, you know, for me that kind of encompasses a lot of things, and mm -hmm. I think I think there's two major problems with with them introducing a feature like that. Number one, you're taking time away from the creators who stream full-time on your platform. So let's say they do introduce a Twitch shorts. Let's just call it that. Cause that's, you know, how unoriginal they are. Let's just say they're going to introduce Twitch shorts and it's a whole different section in the brow in the directory. Um, mm -hmm. And it's just like the shorts directory. And it's just a scrolling, you know, you can scroll forever, keep finding stuff. It could it could work, but in my mind, I think that's taken away from the live content that you have on your platform that you've been known, that your bread and butter, essentially. Um, and also, you know, Twitch has been leaning really hard into the gambling stuff lately. Like the last year or so, a lot of people have been paying attention to that, but the gambling stuff, the gambling directory, you know, perfect example. Drake was just on this past week with Trainwrecks TV. I'm not sure if you're familiar with him. He's a large streamer that mostly gambles on uh, Twitch. Not a bad guy, in my opinion. A little misunderstood, you know, a little raw, you know, a little raw in his comments and stuff. But, you know, he does a lot of money giveaways and stuff. Always tries to tell people, hey, you shouldn't gamble. You shouldn't gamble. Don't gamble. Don't gamble. But I think we're already starting to see the change in that... Mm -hmm. I think we could realistically see like in the next 10 years that gaming content kind of becomes the minority in a sense with content creation where people are starting to become more interested in others' lives just in general or other kinds of content. I know I am uh, personally. Um, right. You know, you can go ahead. What, what were you going to say? Oh, no, I was going to say that. But hasn't that always been the thing, though, or is it just me? Because I know more or less the game comes second fiddle to me when I'm watching like streamers. Every streamer that I watch, it's it's usually like it's more or less I'm drawn in by the conversations and the personalities of the people that I'm watching. Um I was just this just me, but like the game usually plays second fiddle. Mm -hmm. Um I've had great conversations with streamers about worldly topics, like just like a lot of things and mm -hmm. you know, I feel like at the end of the day, yeah, it's going to be, it's just like you said, it's almost, it's your brand, like your personality, who you are, it's part of your, the whole thing, the brand. So mm -hmm. I don't know, like, 
games will always be like it's always a passion and always be there for a lot of people in the streaming community but unfortunately you know it's still like as as far as we come in the gaming industry right mm -hmm. it's still when it comes to twitch it's not enough to say the least like it's not going to be enough no. for you i mean it depends it depends on where, where you want to take your streaming career yeah like if you're if you just want to play games cool you'll get you people come through and however you want to take that but I think me and you are both speaking on the totality of it. Like if you want to go beyond games, if you're trying to build a brand off of, uh, off of Twitch, these are the things that you have to think about. Like you'll have to think about using other platforms and, you know, reaching outside of Twitch until Twitch figure figures it out. Cause I, I think with this move that Twitch made, like I said earlier, they they see that people are using YouTube and stuff, so they they kind of want to give their creators some leeway, but they kind of like you know like you said, there's still caveats to it. So I don't know. It's very interesting to watch, to say the least. It's always a good time when it comes to Twitch because you never know what they're gonna do. I'm just glad that when I saw Twitch streaming, it wasn't for something negative yeah you know what i'm saying yeah, yeah, it was yeah. actually for something it was actually some good news because I, I just don't get a how of just ragging on twitch i mean we're going to call them out if they do some bs but mm -hmm. it was good to see that it was actually something that impacts the community in a positive way you know what i'm saying yeah and i'll and i'll say this much going back to the your earlier point about gaming being secondary to the type of content that you like to watch I think that it depends on the creator, right? So, and the individual. If you me, like whoever's yeah, watching it, like I, for instance, right? Like you could look at like um, a esports athlete, somebody who doesn't stream or make content, but is very good at the games that they play. One of the better upper echelon players in their industry. If somebody like that were to take. And let's say they have a following on Twitter, they have a social presence, but it's not live streaming. They could take that part of their social brand and fold it into Twitch, infuse their Twitch with that. So they have a, a platform, already have a built up streaming platform, streaming career. You know, one thing I'm starting to see and that I'm really interested in watching is um, Call of Duty players who I've been watching for God over a, a damn near a decade right now. A lot of those guys are retired and they've moved into either coaching jobs, analyst jobs, or a lot of them. Dope. Yeah. Or a lot of them are live streaming right now and they're making careers off of that. And, you know, when I say that these guys are like the same age as me, you know, early thirties, you know, they're not mm -hmm. old per se, but they are in terms of like their athletic careers, the same with regular athletes, yeah, right? Yeah, that's funny, like how the athletes turn into analysts. Yeah, you like know you, what I'm saying? look at retired football players, they get jobs, they get desk jobs at you, you know? What it, it's showing you that there's longevity in this. Mm -hmm. Like in our world, there's, there's longevity in this. Like if you take it serious and we're willing to push, push the envelope and you know, as Twitch grow and things grow, I, I feel like it all comes together. Like even with the esports and stuff, like you said, these guys, you know, I, I we watch these guys in Call of Duty, the Call of Duties, the Halos. If you look at those guys, mm -hmm. 
who paved the way and look at where they at now, you know, they do have like these analyst jobs or they're working behind the scenes to put together events, the game cons of the world, the, you know what I'm saying? The Evos, the, these big events mm-hmm. to medium events, to small events. So as a whole, like we're growing in that aspect. And I think it's going to be, you know, before we, we really, really, really get to where we need to be, you know, 10 years from now, who knows where we'll be like i see it going up i see it going up this industry is forever growing we'll take a few lumps we'll take a few hits but i think it's always going to be on the up and up at the end of the day you know and it's my brain just keeps going back to like uh <laughs> to like ready player one like that type of that type of future for content you know, I mean, you already look at Fortnite. It's not far-fetched, though. Yeah, you look at it's Fortnite, they have every popular genre character that has <laughs> pretty much ever existed. <laughs> they just added Destiny characters into fucking Fortnite, and, you know, that no way. Yeah, oh, yeah, Zavala, Cade, and uh, Ikora are playable characters, and I think a few others as well, recently. Um, and they all, and you know, I think it's a part of the deal that they have with Epic because Destiny's on Epic uh, Game Store now. But yeah, this past week, like, because Goku and Vegeta just got on, like, what, uh, two weeks ago? And then, like, the week Goku, after. Goku, Vegeta, Beerus, and Bulma. And they're uh, going to add some more anime. Oh, of course characters. they are. And this, because they're just anime opening seems the to do real good. Mm-hmm. Anime seems to do really, really good on Fortnite. Um, and that just brings you to the whole world and culture of things. Like, every time I talk to my brother, I realize how far into geekdom, and I love y'all. This is not like a, a, a slight at all. I'm a geek. I'm a nerd. But it's just so different. We've come so far because I just remember all this stuff being like, you were like ostracized for it. It you was not saying? cool. It, it wasn't was, a cool thing to yeah, do. Yeah. So like now, if you took a kid back then, mm-hmm. and if you just teleported them now, and to see how like anime culture gaming culture like how the tables have turned like how things have grown it's like really crazy because when i'm talking to my brother we're three different generations because me my brother and my nephew will be on xbox playing whatever yeah and me and my nephew like my nephew would be asking me about like oh have you seen the uh, new Dragon Ball uh, manga, blah, 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 blah. And we'll be talking and my brother would be completely lost. Like, I am the gateway <laughs> between the to two. understand. Yeah. <laughs> and my brother be like, yo, what the hell are y'all talking? I'll be like, oh, no, it's this, this, that. I'll start breaking it down. He'd be like, y'all some goddamn nerds, bro. And I'm like, because he grew up in that generation. Like, my brother's older, so. Yeah. And it's just funny to see, like, I think it's acceptance, man. And if we can get that across the world, like in other aspects, you know what I mean? Yeah. This place would be a beautiful freaking place because now, you know, there's a, a respect level um, amongst the nerds. You could, like, even when you were in high school, like... Oh, yeah. You know, you, you had friends from all walks of life, like, from... It still wasn't... You, anime still wasn't... I'll say this. I think anime didn't get didn't really hit its stride until like the mid 2010s. Cause even when we, that's not about right. Even yep. when I got to college, it was more accepted because of the group of people I was around, but not necessarily but, my you know, friends people, from home 
you know, who may not be into that kind of stuff. And when I say accept it, not saying like looking for others approval, but just like what you're saying, it's just no, people like worlds. even the quote unquote, you know, the quote unquote, the bad kids, whatever you want to call them, like everybody kind of like, they just let you live. Like mm-hmm. it wasn't really like you were like, oh, that's a such and such, that's a nerd, blah, blah, blah. Like, cause I know, yeah. But my nephew, like my nephew was like that in like high school. Like he was fairly popular, but you know, he got into all of that. Like he was into games and he wasn't like a, like, quote unquote, a, what, a jock or something like that. You know right. what I'm saying? He was just being, I think it was a little bit more accept, uh, acceptable to kind of be yourself. You know what I'm saying? And so that's the reason why, like, I think Naruto will forever, like, I know it's kind of like the go-to, but honestly, that would be one of my favorite uh, animes just because me and my nephew bonded a lot from that. Yeah, oh hell yeah. Like when man. he was little, he put me on to that. Like I remember watching him when he was little. Or, you know, we just be chilling and I'm like, yo, what is this you're watching? Like I remember asking him, like, yo, what is this? <laughs> like, why they got these open toe boots on? What the hell are you watching? <laughs> and then he's like, Oh, this Naruto blow. So I sat down, started watching it with him. I was like, I believe it. <laughs> yo, yeah, I was like, I was like, their voice is kind of annoying, but I was like, this is all right. And then we used to watch it all the time. And that's where I really, really like, because I always knew what like anime was. Yeah. Because I used to watch it when I was younger, but it wasn't, I think back when I was younger, because I was watching like Diver, uh, I was watching all the OG animes. I'm old as shit. That, that gritty, that, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's so funny because I think that stuff really kind of fits in like the 80s and 90s because everything was so edgy and punk back then. Like, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so I, when I was young, I was like watching, like I was shouldn't even been watching it because Guyver was just off the meat. Right? Yeah. Like, that shit was violent. <laughs> and we used to go to the store. We used to have to go to the uh, we used to have to go like rent Guyver. It was hard to find. Like mm-hmm. it wasn't just something that you saw on TV. Like we literally had to go like to the blockbuster. I was just stuff. about to say your local blockbuster for the yeah. You had to go in the back know where it was that shady back room. It was like where the nasty stuff was at, where you wasn't supposed to go yeah, in. Yeah. But like right next to it, it was always like the anime section. So it was weird. I'm like, why would y'all put these cartoons next to like? It's nasty stuff. Yeah, yeah. But I go back there and I used to like look for Guyver. It was, oh, what was the other anime? It was like some old stuff I used to watch. But I say all that to say this, man. Um, I think just like how we're more acceptant of nerd culture, I think things are going to like only go from here with like the gaming industry and everything because i don't think people still quite get it yet and that's the reason why twitch is kind of like where it's at but i think eventually it's going to take time everything takes time man just it, think like 10 years from now where we're going to be it's definitely i agree it's definitely leaking into mainstream media slowly like even to even to the farthest corners like because once again you know I love, you know, for those of you guys who love me, I'm a big sports guy. I was listening to uh, sports radio, and they were talking about the whole golf thing with the Live Tour versus uh, the PGL and stuff. And um, one of the guys, was he was talking about, one like, a tournament that's coming up where they're doing it kind of like in one of those virtual golf courses. And 
the guy was trying to explain to the co-host, you know, hey, you know, you think about it kind of like esports where they sell out arenas. There's thousands of people that show up to these events because somebody asked him, you know, how much would you pay for a ticket to go to something like that? And he was mm-hmm. like, I pay about a hundred bucks, which is, you know, if you if you've ever been to an esports event, that's about the cost between like fifty and a hundred bucks for a day pass is usually what you'll have. And I just think it's really interesting that you you see the moves that Twitch is making. I mean, they're even you know I even saw someone tweet about how they're um, beta testing uh, and they're expanding what you can look at as far as your analytics, and it looks something a little bit closer to what YouTube does, like how you can really dig into your numbers and deep dive into those trends and stuff that you're doing. Um, but I just, I, I'm right there with you. I think I, that is to say, you know, to make a very long topic short guys that I think Twitch is going to always exist in some form or fashion that, you know, the Twitch from 10 years ago from 2012 is much different than it is today. And then 2032, it's going to be even mm-hmm. more different than what it is today. And they'll adapt. Yeah. They'll adapt. I think Twitch is for all the thoughts that they have, mm-hmm. you know, I think it's growing pains, right? I eventually think they're gonna they're gonna have their clean house moment. I promise you. I feel like it's only a matter of time before someone starts to think about taking this to the next 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 level. They're gonna have their clean house moment, and I'm not saying this like, you know, I don't want to put this in a bad perspective. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, you know, they stay away from that stuff. We don't need any um, misconduct of any going on at Twitch. I, I hope that's not the case. I hope, oh, man. you know, yeah, the I'm workers not. are working in, uh, are working in fair conditions and all that. But what I mean by their, their just wake up moment, I, I, I know they, they feel that pressure on their neck. And I think this is only the beginning mm-hmm. of more positive changes. You know, when I see Twitch uh, t- trending, I think I'm going to see, we're going to see more positive things come down the pipeline because whether you like it or not, Twitch is a part of the culture of, of video games. Oh, it's been around. Sure. It's been around for long. Twitch has a illustrious history. So like I don't think say, they're going anywhere. I'd even, go as, I'd even go as far as to say that they've influenced the course of gaming history. Yeah, I don't they think that's a, a far. I don't think that's a, a far-fetched statement to make. They are um, a big part of gaming, man. Whether you like it or not, Twitch is, is one of the. Um, I would like to say pillars mm-hmm. of this foundation that we're building, um, because it has. Even though we talked about visibility amongst a variety of ages of people, uh, we. I, I still have to say that. You know, it's brought a gaming. It's put a spotlight on gaming in certain aspects. Oh yeah. Even though the range is not where it needs to be, as far as like if you're comparing it to other like Twitch, I mean not Twitch, uh, YouTube or TikTok, but it's definitely putting a spotlight on streaming and gamers, especially. Um, we can't sit up here and act like the pandemic didn't give it a boost because it really did because it had more people in the house you had more eyes on their computers and people were looking for things to entertain them but yeah. Twitch oh, is yeah. going to be here man Twitch is going to be here man and hopefully I, I just wanted to make strides in a positive direction that's yeah. all agreed 
And if you're a content creator, put your stuff on other platforms. Don't think about it. Don't wait anymore. Do it because you wake up two years from now. TikTok done blew up all your friends and all your 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 peers, and now you're wondering. You're sitting there with your in your hand and wishing you could have done. All right, I'm done. <laughs> oh my god Sorry. we didn't even get to our other topic but i think this was a conversation that need to be had whenever there's something that's going to shake the community you know even if like we we have a docket here with stuff we want to talk about and we may not get to it all so bless our hearts but twitch we we always going to have to talk about twitch and the things that it does because we stream on Twitch. We are a part of Twitch. We these comments always come from a place of 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 love and caring about the things we participate in. Even if we have to talk about bad stuff, or I might be mad at Twitch and I might say some things. It's never like over the top, but it's just it's more or less. Hey, Twitch, get your shit together. Fair you know and honest criticism is all you'll mm -hmm. ever get from us, guys. Like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm on attack. We don't attack people on, on Twitter and stuff like that. We just want you to listen. Just just listen to what we got to say, man. Yeah. And it's it's just really interesting, man. And you know, I, I could sit here and talk about this all day, but we're already forty one minutes in. So let's uh let's jump into our, our, our second topic. Something man, that, that felt like an hour. Nah, Jesus. yeah. We well it's we've been live for about an hour, but we're only forty one minutes in, but all right, what we, we got next then? We can jump into this last topic, man. Something I wasn't exactly happy to see on the internet as well as most, not all, most. So Sony has come out and said that they are raising the price of the PlayStation 5 in oh God. every territory but the U.S. Um, from what I've seen, it looks like a roughly $50, you know, to a hundred dollar based off of your local currency um but they're they're raising the price of, the, of both versions of the ps5 the discless and the disc version why um they've cited the rising cost of inflation and the economic the current economic status of the world um i'm not gonna lie man this kind of this kind of made me mad a little bit <laughs> it, well let me not say mad I, th I think I was just really disappointed to see. I was really disappointed to see that they that they d went this route. Um, I get it, you know, they and I think this probably speaks to them either losing out on parts in the su supply and demand war with not just Microsoft, but any other tech company that needs those silicon parts that make up the guts of pretty much everything we use today. Um, Maybe they're maybe they're losing out on the money battle. Maybe Microsoft is just like, hey, they'll give you 50, 50 bill, we'll give you a hundred. You know, like who knows? But I'm really disappointed to see this because these consoles are already hard to find. And I think that this is only going to make the problem worse. This isn't going to alleviate the issue. Cause as we This is what I want people to do. And I'm my apologies. <laughs> no, go ahead, me. man. Go for it. This is what I want people to do. I've been trying to explain them on Twitter. Look up what Sony well, look up look up Sony's worth. Google it. Look up Sony's worth. Look up Microsoft's worth. That's all I'm gonna say. Trillion dollar versus worth. billion dollar company, man. Trillion versus billion, right? So this is just a, this is just a theory. This is just a theory because we really don't know. I well, I don't know. I'll say that I'm ignorant to the fact I don't know 
why Sony is doing this. Like, I will admit when I don't know. I, I looked this up. I tried doing research. I still haven't come to a conclusion as to why. Like you said, there can be various different reasons. They can be, you know, it can be a supply and demand thing. They, it may be hard for them to push these things out, which they are trying to kind of offset because these systems come at a loss, right? We've we've already covered this. They they losing money. Well, they don't make money off these systems, right? The individual units, no, but I think I read. Hold on, you can keep talking. I'm gonna Google it. But yeah, what what I'm trying to say is, Sony may be trying to cover for some of the loss that they are incurring, right? And when I when I compare them money wise, Microsoft to Sony, what I'm saying here, folks, is Microsoft can take hits. They can take these financial hits. You know what I'm saying? They make their money from several other places. You know, you got Microsoft everything, you know, computers, freaking everything. Sony doesn't really have that option. I love Sony. I love them. So don't think this is coming from a, uh, I'm a certified Xbox. Let's get that correct. But I'm not, we're stating facts here. Xbox and Microsoft makes a shit ton of money. So they can afford to kind of sit back and take these hits. Sony may feel like, hey, we need to raise up the price to kind of off offset some of this stuff. Um, like he said, if they're bidding for parts, once again, Microsoft makes a ton of money. So if Microsoft be like, hey, we need those parts, we'll give you $4 billion. You know what I'm saying? They could throw out a ridiculous, look at the uh, accusations that they've been making. They've just been throwing money everywhere. So okay, I, I did think find Sony... It. I, I don't want to sound long-winded, but I think there is a strategic reason behind this. I'm not on board. That doesn't mean I have to like it, but with their systems already being kind of still hard to find, people say, oh, you, you're just not looking hard enough, blah, blah. Me, I ain't buying a PlayStation until that son bitch is sitting in the store. I'm not about to do all this damn uh, Drake Uncharted adventures across the globe <laughs> to find a damn PlayStation. I'm sorry, I'm not. But yeah, I like I I kind of understand why Sony is doing it. Do I think it's a smart move? That's to be determined. I I don't I don't know. I want to see what would be the result of this. I want to see a chart that's going to show the sales in these different countries and see how this price hike affects it because inflation is whooping everybody ass like you think I'm going to buy a damn PlayStation now if it's an extra, what, $150? Like, but this goes back to my theory. This goes back to my theory, Darius, that as elitist as this may sound, these these damn consoles should have costed more. They should have been more. I've been saying this from the beginning. Like, I think if we, weren't, if we weren't in a pandemic, maybe that would have happened. So I, I found the article that I was looking at. I was looking at, I actually found a few. So when I was looking this up, Bloomberg reported that Sony is, as of earlier in August, they were making a profit off of the disc version, the $500 version of the, P the PS5. They're turning a profit mm -hmm. on that. Not the disc list, the $400, they are still taking a loss on it. So I'm curious if the, there's, two, there's two, two big theories I have. 
I think that the game industry reporting its first loss in like three or four years a couple of months mm -hmm. ago has has something to do with this. And I think it's a supply and demand issue because I wonder if people are buying, if more people are buying the $400 version than the five. I want to know. We're never going to know. They're not going to tell us. They're just going to say, hey, we sold 20 million PS5 since the launch. They're not going to say, you know, 16 of those were the $400 and you know what I'm saying? They're never going to, I don't think they're going to break their numbers down like that, but I'm very curious to know what the true reasoning and the impact of this decision is going to be. Cause now everyone is scared that it's going to happen in the U S and I tell you right now, I don't think it's going to happen because the U S is one of their biggest markets. And the one thing that they are not going to want to do is yield console sales to Xbox. Who, by the way, has come out and said that they were not raising the price of the series consoles? They've come and out once again. And why are they not raising the prices, Darius? Because the court of public opinion matters more than anything. <laughs> and let's go deeper. Who got the deeper pockets to avoid raising their prices? They do. They do. And maybe that's all I was saying on Twitter. And maybe Sony's short on money after they acquired Bungie uh, earlier this year. True. They spent three See, points. This is what? Like three point four or six billion dollars, something like that on Bungie. So maybe they're maybe maybe their pockets are a little maybe the Sony vaults a little light on on God of War coins, hey, you know? Who knows? Bro, they have to move smarter. The thing is with Sony, they have to be a little more strategic well, when they ain't got that money bin. Well let me I think the I think them buying Bungie was incredibly smart. Let me say that. I think that was an mm -hmm. excellent I think that was an excellent acquisition by them. But I wonder if this is something that they've been talking about a long time. Something like this isn't like a snap judgment, you know, where they just decide to do this at a whim. It's never a snap judgment when it comes to accusations mm -hmm. and as much money as they spend. I would hope it's not a snap judgment. No. That's the only thing that makes sense to me is that they're having trouble getting parts for the PlayStation 5s. Mm -hmm. And the only way that they can get those parts is offering up either more money or some other form of capital to the chip, the guys, the, the the companies that make these silicon chips that everyone needs. Cause once again, guys, we've talked about this before. The game industry is not the only industry that uses these chips. It's, you know, tech wide, you know, your refrigerator, your phone, your your smartwatch, your car. Like there's so many, com there's so many, everything has a computer in it now. And that silicon runs through all of it. And until we ever get to the point where we don't need that element, that metal anymore, which I don't think ever will happen in our lifetime anyway, but you know, it's, it's, it's been a bidding war for these, these parts. I mean, even graphics cards, you know, computer graphics cards use these things. Nvidia mm -hmm. is another huge player in the space. Nvidia, AMD. Um, hey, don't be surprised if Microsoft buy the factory that creates the silicone. That's all. I I'm don't saying. think I don't think that any government will ever allow that. <laughs> Just saying, I don't think. <laughs> Bro, that would be crazy, right? Yeah, that would be. We're yeah. keeping it all to ourselves. That's no some, more PlayStation. That's some John D. Rockefeller on the gas stations <laughs> in America type shit. I don't think that'll ever happen. But right, boy, they'll pitch a bitch if that happened. Yeah, the, the, the a FEC, lot of companies would. The FEC yeah. will never allow that, but. It's just interesting to see, man. I think this is going to have wide-reaching effects. It's going to sting for a little while, but I think eventually people will get over it, just as they do all things. Um, I, I just don't, I don't see it happening in the U.S. right now. I don't. 
not with not with how more accessible the series consoles are not saying they're easy to find i hear i've heard multiple people say and i, I should probably go into a target one of these days and just walk in and see if there's some sitting on the shelf i've, I've oh, heard i always do i always do like when i'm out and about i go to like best buy uh dumb thing bruh matter of fact funny story real quick went to best buy to actually i was getting uh another xbox controller and i think i text y'all this there was a guy in there trying to buy the display of the playstation no what i was gonna say is i'm curious because i've heard multiple people tell me that they've seen series s's on shelves in like targets some like not like a you full shelf funny? but a few here and there no i still have yet to see um either system i've yet to see yeah. either system on the shelf xbox the xbox uh s any variation of the Xbox or the um, PlayStation. And hell, it's hard. I told y'all, it's hard as hell to find controllers. Yeah. I had to go to three different stores just to find a regular Xbox controller. Which is nuts to me. That's just insane. And no, as a matter of fact, I bought the last controller. That's wild. And once again, it's a supply and demand issue. You know, it's it's. Mm -hmm. I think I think we're starting to see the lava of the the lava revenue of the game industry starting to cool off a little bit until next year you know i you know with with how microsoft is hopefully you know i'm gonna use that word here because game game development is hard and dates are always shifting but with what they have set up for next year in terms of their game releases if they can pull off even half of that you know that's that's gonna pull in a big a big number of consumers you know i've seen Quite a few people say, well, hey, I couldn't find a PlayStation, so I got an Xbox. You know, I I, I got this Xbox here, so, you know, I'm just going to have to deal with this here. Randy Amigo, what's up, man? How you doing, man? Thank you for stopping by. He said, he he says in chat, I've seen a whole shelf of Xbox uh, X's and S's at a Target recently. See, and I, see he's not the only hey, person tell, that's told me that. Tell my nephew to shut it up. <laughs> Thank you what's for up, stopping. Nephew? What's going on, man? Thank you for stopping by. But yeah, it's just it's just really interesting to see, you know, how things are gonna develop over the next couple of years as the console generation goes along. Um I have a final question for you. You know, we're running out of time here, we're about fifty five minutes in. I have one final question for you. Because it's gonna happen it's gonna happen. When do you think we get our mid generation upgrades? Our you know, we got the Xbox One X and the PS4 Pro. When do you think we get those versions of these consoles? I'll take it another notch. What the hell to play? I mean, what is the Xbox mid console going to be called? I'm going to go with the Xbox XL. You heard it here first. The Xbox Series XL. You heard it here first. That's what I'm, I'm going to go with. <laughs> I'm going to go with Xbox Series XX or it's going to be XY or something. <laughs> it's going to be something stupid like that. It's gonna be like XY or something on it. Oh, I don't want to say XX because XX is teetering the line of a little nastiness. Yeah. So I'm gonna yeah, go. Yeah. I'm gonna go like Xbox YX or something like that. Oh, or Xbox Series Y or Z or so. They're gonna do something. Yeah, they're gonna do something like that. One Wait. thing I've always complained about is uh, the Xbox names, but I actually know them now because I used to get confused. But yeah. Uh, back to your question, real quick. Um. Or when we just give, give us a year, consoles? like a year, a time of year, you know, just just a I, shot in the dark. Just because I feel like we are still, well, I feel like we're 
still trying to clear the hurdle of worldly events, I would say. Mm -hmm. uh, between the chip shortage, a still just, you know, recovering from a pandemic, inflation. Um, the war in Ukraine. War, your war in Ukraine. <laughs> yeah, worldly events. I'll just yeah. uh, put it all under the umbrella of worldly events. So I feel like we're still trying to bounce back from that. Yeah. So what is it now? 2022? We're, yeah, we're closing in on the end of 2022. Two years. Two years? You think 2025? Okay. I like that. Two, two, two years, I think. DC pulls his crystal ball out to, again. Okay. Like I said, I think they're trying to clear some hurdles. And I feel like if we're still kind of in some sticky times, they're just going to say F it and just drop it. But I say about I say about two years because how many years we in now with the new consoles? Two? Two, yeah. Yeah, that'll be almost to the halfway point. So Yeah. And I'm I'm very curious to see what they're gonna look like. Is it gonna be a small PlayStation clam? Is it gonna cause Xbox <laughs> is a box like both of them are really that. big. Let's be honest. Both of those consoles are pretty chunky, man. Let's just What if honest. the what if these series be bigger? I would I would lose it. The memes on the Oof. internet will write themselves at that point. No, because, hey, I know a lot of people. What I'm starting to find out is a lot of people are having problems with their PlayStations, bro. What do you mean? Like, it's like heating? Like, they cooling? have to send them back. Yeah, like Ooh. for heating. Yeah, I, I I know five people. Literally five people. That could be another reason why they and the Yeah, one of the young ladies I watched stream, Wolfie, she had to send hers back in, and she was pissed off because she had to pay the shipping cost. Oh, wow. So she she wasn't really too excited, and she was saying yeah. that she think her her I think she said she wanted to, it was making a funny noise, and then it wasn't like powering up. I, I can't remember. Does she, she play? Or, does she play hers a lot? I'm curious if that was like a you play you, you know if you play a certain know. number of hours or something. That's interesting. Because every time I mean like she streams art, so she must be playing it on her downtime. Because I mean every oh, time I watch sure. her, she's like doing it's an arc stream oh man that makes um, me want to buy it at all again okay cool i'm gonna say i'm gonna give my prediction and this is based off the previous generation so we got what the ps the the ps4 and the xbox one x in 2012 if i remember right it's 2012 right yeah yeah and, and then we got the one x in 2017 i'm gonna say 2027 i'm gonna stick with that five-year bump mainly a lot of, because of a lot of things that you just said um and I think that Xbox is going to position the whatever that mid-generation upgrade to Elder Scrolls Six. That's my theory. You I th think they're gonna lump those together? I, oh hell yeah! Because I, mm. I honestly I don't think we're gonna sell. I don't think we're gonna get Elder Scrolls Six until 2027 at the earliest. I mean, we're not gonna get Starfield until next year, and then you have. Yeah, I don't think four years is enough time for Bethesda to work on that. So that's my that's my theory. I think we're gonna they're gonna make it exclusive, of course. So go ahead and get your tears out now. But I'm gonna say like fall 2027. <laughs> <laughs> A good fall, five so years we got now. Fall 2027. And then you this, man, I am very very interested in how they're gonna look. Yeah. And what the names are gonna be. I, I mean, PlayStation. They're, they're gonna go with the obvious like playstation PS, pro ps5 like pro 100 percent, yeah and yeah. i don't blame them I, I respect that i like a nice clean name now xbox y'all some little they need to switch names because <laughs> that was definitely the, named by engineer 
<laughs> like, yeah, you could, but they should change. They should change names though, because I feel like the PlayStation looks weird enough to be called something like a, yeah. a X. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Xbox is so plain it could just be an Xbox. Oh man, Xbox Five. <laughs> I see your nephew in chat say he got two friends with PS5s always overheating. Well, it looks like I'm buying another PS4 Pro to play God of War this fall, and I'm fine <laughs> with that. So, cool. <laughs> wow. Great. Yeah, it's a thing. I, it's been echoing across the internet. Like, I think the, you know, the PlayStation fan club may have been trying to hide this information. No, I'm joking. But I, I've been noticing it in uh, Reddit yeah. as well. Like, a lot of Reddit forums are going up about uh ps5 problems and to be fair man i knew it was coming yeah i'm pretty sure xbox is going to because with any new tech it's only a matter of time you're going to have some kinks that you have to iron out that's why it's very important i say if you can afford these warranties man get them get them like all my electronics i have a warranty on damn near every electronic in my house i have a file in my file cabinet with nothing but warranties i promise you if you can get a warranty, like for my Go XR, all that stuff, uh, do I understand some people? You may not, but if you can, get one. Yeah, please, please do. All right, man, that episode went Ooh. by fast. Boy, it actually, it seemed kind of long, but I like that. Yeah. No complaints. I like a nice little lengthy episode to edit. You know? What I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely, man. Thank you guys for hanging out today for episode one twenty, man. We're in the twenties now, man. The one twenties, getting getting up there, man. Getting up there. We appreciate you guys hanging out today, man. Like I said, next week we're going to do coverage of Gamescom. It's going to take me about a week I to, can't re wait. to research all that anyway. I watched a few trailers, not too many, um, but there are some interesting uh, games I do want to talk about next week. Um, unless there's another, you know, industry-wise hey, story. Who knows? Industry. Right? I'm going to need y'all to calm down. Just this <laughs> one week. Right. Because right. I really, I really want to talk about Gamescom. Yeah. There's some games in there. I think yeah. Gamescom was really nice this year. So yeah, we'll definitely get into that next week. Thank you guys for hanging out, man. If you guys are in chat, hang around. We're gonna play some Apex as we usually do. That's gonna be the end of the right. audio version. And this is your boy Darius the Artist. You can find me everywhere. Darius the Artist, where the E is a three. DC Tech is home, baby. But I want to give a quick shout out since we're running over the time a little bit. I just want to make this shout out real quick. Shout out to my nephew in chat. Yeah, go check that guy out. He shout does him nothing out. at all. He does nothing at all. He's just there. No, but I'm joking. <laughs> um, I want to give a quick shout out to the GTA RP server that I am on, man. There's a oh, bunch yeah. of cool people over there. We're trying to build something real special. Um, a lot of them stream too. So I'm going to get their... Um, I'm going to get their stream links, and once we go live with it, you guys could come check us out. I was a petty thief and street urchin, which was, I started off as that, but now I'm on the other side of the law. Oh, God. My name's John Wick, a.k.a. Officer Bad Vibes, and I'm here to bust some criminal <laughs> scum. Shout out no, to Lucky City RP. Yeah, man. Lucky City RP, man. Um, I'll give you guys more information as we roll along with the rollouts, man. That's all I got, brother. I'm ready to pex, baby. These, these, you see these thumbs? They're oh, hot. Gosh, thank you guys for hanging out. We'll see you next week. Peace.